Blog Talk Radio. Neither aiming at originality of principle or sentiment, nor yet copied from any particular previous writing, it was intended to be an expression of the American mind and to give to that expression the proper tone and spirit called for the occasion. in the very midst of revolution, the most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world. Every post and every day rolls in upon us independence like a torrent. Our obligations to our country never cease, but with our lives. We must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Why is it we hesitate? For God's sake, let us come to the final separation. The birthday of the new world is at hand. The tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants both. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. And to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, that all men, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends. It is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government. Laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form. That to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. 
careful of the representatives of the United States of America. In general, Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, due in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly published and declared that these United Colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states. That they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown. And that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved. And as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right to. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Why so large, Mr. Hancock? So that Fat George can read it all the way from London without using this spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> On this day, we light a great torch of freedom. Huzzah! I am an American. I, 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 we are American. Our citizenship in the United States is our national character. Our citizenship in any particular state is only our local distinction. By the latter, we are known at home. By the former, to the world. Our great title is America. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome. C. Robert Jones is gone. C. Robert Jones is gone for the next three days on vacation, so who else does he call on to come out of the bullpen? Well, I've called on two of the best to join me alongside. Uh, who are these men? Well, Kenny P. I don't think needs any introduction. He is uh, the proctologist of any political issue on the board. <laughs> He'll be joining me in about uh, 60 seconds, um, 60 seconds or so, or so. And another thing I wanted to do is also welcome... Uh, Ralph Lanier. Who's Ralph? Hmm. I don't know. Who is he? Continuing our live coverage from South Florida, back again on the Super Bowl today field. Now, a total of 200,000 people tried out, but here is the winner of the Monster.com contest and new director of NFL Fandemonium. I think I can prove to you that I'm the craziest fan you've ever been to me as far as football goes. Trying to get away and going. There's a passion for the game that I have. Are there any football fans out here? Senior penalty, Jay Walton. Love the game of football. I played it when I was a kid playing on the sandlot. We're down on South Beach. Hey, everybody, we're at the Pro Bowl. I'm going to be the next director of Fandemonium. And Ralph Lanier joins us now. Congratulations, partner, on winning this title. Talk about what it means to win such a coveted title. Oh, man, it's just a, a wonderful experience. Uh, just unbelievable. Well, well, Ralph, that's ancient history now, man. 
How long's it been? Uh, that was two years ago, buddy. Wow, how <laughs> time flies. And let's bring in Kenny Pettigrew. Kenny, what's up? Yo, 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 what's up, man? How's everybody hey, from doing? The, oh, we're good from the beautiful west coast of California, the uh, most conservative state in the union. <laughs> you know, Kenny, <laughs> oh, you being in Cal. You being in California is almost like uh, uh, Jesse Jackson being elected the head of the Klan, man. He, oh, like man. Duke. It's kind of like David Duke being the president of the NAACP. Something along <laughs> those lines. Well, anyway, when Doc Jones asked me to uh, fill in, he did this a year ago, he pretty much said, do whatever you need to do. And, you know... For an inaugural show, and you guys, uh, I say now, you guys are always welcome here to co-host at any time for as long as Doc Jones is gone and I am in charge. Uh, we're going to tackle the issues. You know, I think of, about, uh, hopefully Jermaine will join us, but, you know, I think about two guys who tell it like it is, not afraid to uh, talk about the issues, not afraid to argue the issues, and two guys that like sports, like ourselves. Uh, you got. I will periodically, uh, when you guys will be saying, Mike, 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 that is because over my shoulder is Michigan State playing uh, Louisville in basketball. So if you say Mike more than once or t- more than twice, just continue on with the show. First things first, my friends. Uh, Kenny, why don't we, you uh, introduce yourself to everyone, tell everyone a little bit about you, and we'll do the same for Ralph, and then we'll get our hands dirty. Well, I'm Ken Pettigrew, host of the Ken Pettigrew Show. used to be titled What Pisses You Off, but now... It's just the Ken Pettigrew Show, and I'm trying to do my best to save America from cranial rectal insertion. So I am your political proctologist, helping America get its head out of its ass, everybody. Doing my best. It's a tough gig, though, because some of you have it stuck, big time stuck. And I was actually, you know, I'm very, I'm very proud, Mike. I got um, called a hater, and someone took a portion of my show and and cut it up and made it into a little video and said, is this guy a hater? And I'm like, oh, they get it. I'm so proud. I'm so happy that someone took the time and effort out of their life to put a video together about me to be a hater. So great. That's actually I, I uh, see a, that's a, form of fla- that's a good form of flattery right there. I mean, that oh, is, I love you it. Know, yeah. No, no <laughs> doubt. Ralph? Okay. Director of Fandomonium, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, uh, like I said, the uh, the NFL Director of Fandomonium. Uh, I also have a show on Blog Talk that's kind of on a little hiatus right now, uh, but we're going to be coming back next month uh, for, the, for the draft and everything with the NFL. I do a sports show called Primetime Sports NFL Fandomonium. Uh, also uh, on the same network with, uh, with you, Mike, and, and you and Jermaine's show. Uh, conservative prime time. So we uh, we've been doing that show. I do it with my son, and uh, we have a great time talking about football and, and the NFL and what's going on with that. And uh, I'm also a conservative, so uh, I enjoy your show as well. I listen to it a lot and um, kind of participate every once in a while when I can. And when uh, when I when you asked to, to co-host a show like this with uh, especially the great Kenny P out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you know, it's it's just something that I felt uh, a lot of a lot of uh, fun to do, and and just want to get into the uh, the issues and and give my say and everything else out there. And you know, I, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. 
<clears throat> got a little frog in my throat, but uh, just saw uh, something today where, uh, you know, Madam Pelosi got in front of the microphone again and uh, kind of embarrassed herself, uh, not knowing exactly what the direct Declaration of Independence and the Constitution say. And, uh, you know, she should be listening because she could have got an education in the first two minutes of the show tonight. So just uh, yeah. just want to throw that out there to, to both you guys and see what, what you what thought about what uh, what Madam Pelosi, the former, former Speaker of the House, uh, had to say today. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that uh, we're all not uh, that we're all not together and Nancy's showing up because, Ralph, I don't think you and I could hold Penny down alone to pitch slap her. Uh, but I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, it, it really is a reflection. Um, I think a, a, an elected official is a reflection upon their constituents, and it really is a reflection on just how how, how intelligent she is uh, compared to her constituents who continue and continue to reelect this moron. She is truly, she obviously, I thought George Bush was stupid, but, I mean, she takes this to an all-time level. Not only that, but, you know, we kind of pick up, we we kind of pick up Nancy when she said, well, we got to support Obamacare so we know what's in it. Long before that, she has been stepping on her own face a thousand different times. This is long. This is going back to when uh, 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 Clinton was president. But you know, honestly, she is the standard for what exactly we never ever ever want to elect in office is. Penny. Oh, listen, man. Look at this freaking. You know, look at this wicked witch from the west who flies in on her broomstick and goose steps down the hallway, sweeping away all of our rights. Why? Because she doesn't know what that thing that has about 1,400 words on it that was written on hemp even says. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. She's, I, I mean, but this, is, but this is what you get out of California, man. This is why it's been a tough battle for me every day because I hear these idiots and these people just – you know, calling them an idiot is really a knock-on retards. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I and I agree. You know, when 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 I first started uh, heading on BTR, um, I w- people would say, D- "Don't be calling people stupid." Now, well, what kind of words can you think of for people who are stupid? How can you sugarcoat an idiot? I mean, I I, I just I don't understand it. And you know, I was watching Ralph. I I watched uh, I was watching. Uh, I don't know what network it is when I was listening to her talk about an hour or so ago during the halftime. thought to myself, honestly, she should be a mute because, I mean, and she's lucky she's in the district she is because these people don't know any better. If she was any in any kind of real district, say in the good old-fashioned uh, Western, uh, Southern California, not Southern California, in Southern Texas area, the the conservative areas of, uh, of the West, I'll tell you, this – she is a perfect candidate back in the 1776 era for a pitchfork. Because I'll tell you, they would have, with her views, they would have strung her right up. I mean, that that was. Uh, wow. so keep in mind. Well, keep in mind too, there were people that uh, wanted to fight our our founding fathers. They were against a independence. They wanted to be loyal to the king. They wanted, well, uh, as Kenny said, they wanted to head right up their ass. That's uh, they love the smell of it. So why remove it? You know, listen, and plus we have that now, where people want to be loyal to to a government that has become tyrants. And and I, you know, I'm really serious, and it's no joke to me. Where have we lost our ways as Americans? When has it gone that that being proud to be an American, 
not white, black, gay, or straight, but an American. And that is long gone. And this is exactly, this is why America was built, was because our forefathers were pissed off about a government being tyrants. And what have we let, and we let them do? Because my head was stuck so far up my anus for 32, 35 years. I didn't do shit. Because you know what? Because shame on my father. Shame on my grandfather for not teaching me. But you know what? The buck stops here, man. My kids know all about it. And I'm making my voice a weapon. Well, you guys doing it too. But I think it also goes back to, guys, is, is that, you know, the, the way that they do things in in the House and the Senate of the United States of America these days um, is all about not stepping on anybody's toes, and and that's that's the whole problem right there. I mean, when you're on the floor and you're debating an issue, um, it's it's all gentleman this and lady that and and all this crap, and nobody's you know. Everybody's thinking about their next time they go up for re-election that somebody's going to say something that they said way back when and going to hold it against them that it's not politically correct to do so. When really someone should have stood up right after her and, and told her what a freaking idiot she was on the floor of the House where everybody can hear it. And that's the whole problem. None of us ever get our voice put out there um, as, as far as, as a constituent of anybody uh, against a, a representative from another district. Like if I wanted my representative to go up onto the floor and tell Nancy Pelosi what a freaking idiot she is because she doesn't know anything about what she's talking about, they're afraid to do that. And that's that's where the problem lies. These yep. people in Washington do not represent me. I don't care who you say they are and who they propose to be, but when I want my words spoken in, in the House of Representatives, there's no one there to do it for me. No matter if I elected them or I voted for them or whatever, they're still not doing it. Some of them are starting to gain the cojones to do that kind of stuff, but it's still too damn polite for my prop, my, my particular taste. And someone should stand up to these people and tell them what idiots they are. And right on television, right in front of everybody, on C-SPAN, whatever it might be. And then somebody on the right side might start getting a little bit of coverage to show against these freaking liberals that are trying to run everything and show how politically correct and, and how wonderful they are to the masses out there. And speaking for Americans, which is such bullshit, um, that, you know, this is what we have up there, and what the hell are we going to do about it? That's what I want. I want my particular representative to go in front of the, the House of Representatives and tell them what a freak and waste that this woman is, and they just won't do it. So that's my piece on it. Well, why why offend people? You know, that's why I like us three. You know, <laughs> I re, I remember yeah. as uh, I, I can't remember how old I was. Um, I recently um, saw a teacher that I hadn't seen in many many years. And um, I'm from a family of valedictorians, and I took care of that problem real fast. But anyway, um, these teachers in the in the Catholic school, I mean, I was such a challenge. But there was one that was like a great mentor, and he, he, I'm sure I must have wanted to, uh, he kind of looked at me as a son. But uh, I recently saw him, and I hadn't seen him in 10 years. And he always told me I was his favorite of all my brothers and sisters. And he said, you know something? He said, uh, one of the one of the things I noticed out of you right away, he said, you had a, you just had a, um, 
a magnet to politics, and you you loved. You, you, <laughs> I would skip school, and I was uh, this was I think I was in the seventh grade where um, my parents wouldn't let me go to a big school board meeting. The superintendent was black. He was under a bunch of uh, un, uh, a bunch of receipts were found, uh, whether it was hotels or with dinners with his girlfriend. Who got who knew? But uh, raised a lot of uh, issues. Well, of course, I had to go to school, and God knows, missing my school with all my brothers and sisters. Oh my God, school! They used to cry for summer when summer vacation started. Freaking any anyway. So <laughs> I called in, and I was like, oh, "I'm so sick, I, I can't make it." Or whatever. Lo and behold, the next day, guess who's on the front page of the Grand Rapids Press newspaper at that meeting, sitting in the front row? Uh, poor sick, cool Mike. Well, that didn't sit too well with the. <laughs> My mom was like, um, "Where were you yesterday?" And I said, "Well, I was at school all day." Yeah, of course. Of course, I didn't realize she had the newspaper with her. But um, I think what we develop is a love for this country, and I think all three of us, without question, have that. And it's very much when we see people who not. Uh, who just are abusing it, who don't value it in the same manner we value it. And we see right. what a large portion of people are doing it of both parties. It starts our blood boiling and it doesn't matter whether it doesn't matter the situation. We are soldiers of America and we're going to defend that constitution. Even being told at a young age that the founding fathers were slave trade, just all the bad names we've heard about them. Well, you know, I think people like us never bought that. And clearly, the bottom line is when someone like Nancy Pelosi opens her mouth, we almost feel like it's so embarrassing we just have to slap it shut. Anyway, I'll pass this to <coughs> Kenny because I know, Kenny, don't you think she's kind of attractive? <laughs> Listen, man, you know what? I would tend to believe here, I mean, this is, uh, it's late on on the East Coast, could you, you think, what looks, you think her vag looks like a catcher's mitt? Just a question. Oh, that thing's <laughs> all, let me tell you about Pelosi. Pelosi is supposedly a Roman Catholic, but let me tell you, uh, you know what? There are certain things I'm sure Doc Jones doesn't want us to do the show, so I'll pass. So I'll ask everybody, take what Kenny said and times it by 10, and that's what I'm thinking. Ralph? Floor is yours. Hey, the Q's just pulled off the win against Wisconsin, by the way. Uh, 64-63. Yeah, <laughs> was there a last-second bucket? I, I saw uh, it. No, actually, Wisconsin missed. So. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty good game towards the end. It went right down to the end, and uh, Q's pulls it out by one point. So. The, un- <laughs> but, the unknown number one seed. I, yeah. what, what I want to what I want to do is I'm going to play some clips, and when we come back from the clips, we're going to comment. All right. Clips. Um, some Excellent. of the clips, yes. Well, some of the clips I'm sad to say didn't make it, but that's we could just do that another day. However, um, there was a clip I just had to have everybody listen to. Um, give a listen to this. <laughs> I'll tell you, sometimes I really wish dead people were here to defend themselves because just the way history portrays certain people, oh, man. 
you're also crit very critical of uh, Lincoln, his hypocrisy. Um, you know, the usual historians say, look, these were other times. You have to forgive them this. They at least uh, helped uh, create a constitution with a Bill of Rights. Uh, you're more merciless on Lincoln, who you called the tyrant. Could you describe his back and forth with the border states and his position on slavery and what the real cause, you believe, of the Question. Civil War was? Question. Did the Emancipation Proclamation free the slaves? Answer. It established and permitted slavery in the border states. You really have to read the document mm -hmm. before you can understand that. Question. Was Abraham Lincoln interested in freeing the slaves? No. Abraham Lincoln said, I don't care if we have slaves or not. I just have to keep these southern states in the government because my job is to keep the country together because we don't have an income tax. And if we don't collect duties from the ports, and most of them are in the southern states, we can't, we can't have a federal government if that money is not coming in. Look, Lincoln arrested 3,000 journalists and publishers and editors in the North. These are not guys with guns shooting at federal soldiers. These are people arrested because of their words, because of what they said about the war. And he had them tried before military tribunals, every one of which was invalidated after Lincoln's death by a Supreme Court that he had just appointed that said the Constitution exists in good times and in bad. When the legislature of Maryland was about to enact legislation he didn't like, he sent troops to arrest every single legislator. He argued against uh, the right to secession, but he caused West Virginia to secede from Virginia so we could have two more senators in the, in the Senate and more representatives in, in the House of Representatives. He was... Um, about 20 minutes after that statement by the judge, our wonderful conservatives at Fox News canceled his show. Um, telling it like it is. <laughs> you know, pretty soon on Blog Talk, we won't even be able to tell it like it is. That was Judge Andrew Napolitano, a very true conservative who uh, in the second half of that I will explain to you where he said that uh, he believes judges should not be in a lifetime term. Uh, shortly after that, he was uh, not invited to the judicial review dinner, uh, which he was guest speaker at a year before. <laughs> All right, Kenny, I'm passing this on to you. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to mute you guys. Well, I mean, you okay. do have to love this. Well, uh, well, that you do have to love this, that Mother Nature is taking care of things that the voters won't do. So, I love that statement. Well, and it, you know, he, he, if we think about it, I, I mean, I almost don't believe uh, all the things I was not told in school. I don't believe it. It's almost as if... Uh, what if Judge so much Napolitano was not? Well, what if Judge Napolitano wasn't a commentator? Uh, would yeah, we all still be under that impression? Uh, he was fired. His his show. He, it was only when a bunch of people protested he's allowed to come back as a guest. But they removed that show. Okay, How dare that, okay. he? What's that? But that is the pussification of America, brought to you right by all of us who let it go on. And first and foremost, we let it go on. We gotta stop. We gotta really have half the balls of Lance Armstrong. You know, we need. <laughs> you... yeah, I know that's a horrible one, but it's freaking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that one day on the air, and, and some people looked at me like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you just said that." <clears throat> I mean, you just picked on 
everybody real quick. But the but the point of that is it's true. Listen, I mean I mean it starts from we don't let our kids play soccer that keeps score. No okay, no sports with scores. Well, we don't let our young men fight. We don't let them. Oh no, we can't argue. You can't hate. You know what? F you. I have the right to hate you. I have the right to hate you, and and I hope that you hate me at times. Because if you like everybody all the time, it's a boring state and boring country, first and foremost. But it's not in our nature to be loving and passive. Why do we fight what is in our DNA, and that is to conquer and win and be the best? And all the liberals want us to stifle that, be weak. And it's, it's, it's where we're at. I mean, this is why no one calls... P- Pelosi out on the carpet. This is why no one, no one tells the truth. Truth that Columbus was drunk and made a left turn. You know, no one tells the truth. And and, and why? Because somehow we don't want to offend somebody. Well, you know what? F you. Go away. And go away and go live in your own little box and hide because everybody's bad out there. Well, go ahead, Ralph. Oh yeah, well it well it's an inherent trait of of a you know of the the very first you know sin created on the on the face of the earth. But you know, I mean, everybody thinks they're a good person, but in in reality, um, you know, when you're two years old, you you told a lie because you you wanted that cookie. So you know, I mean, it's it's it gets back to the fact that you know people don't want confrontation they they've been taught all their lives that it's not good to have confrontation because that makes bad feelings and and everything else and and of course that's the liberal mindset it's all about how we feel and you know instead of doing what's right and that's that's the whole point there but you know when it comes to someone telling how history really went about um, oh, we can't hear that. You know, we we don't believe that. We we want to to make Lincoln to be one of the greatest presidents that there ever was. And then if if you're going to go against the way that we teach our children about Lincoln and actually tell the truth as to what really happened, then that's going to you know embarrass us. So so we can't have you want do that on the air. And from now on, you got to let us know when you want to talk about something like that. And and then when it gets to the ju- judicial part of it, of course, if if everybody would read a book that Mark Levin wrote several years ago about the Supreme Court and what goes on, um, they would kind of get a different perceptive, perception of what the actual court is and how it's made up. And, you know, to know how how valuable and how important it is to have conservatives on the Supreme Court to kind of balance out things that all these liberals want to get passed through as laws of the land so that they can take over this country and make it a a socialized uh, country. And, and, you know, Obama's trying to get get around that the way he does things, and nobody's standing up to him. And nobody Why is that? Up to him. Well, uh, yeah. number one is because, well, uh, no, Judge Napolitano uh, made a comment, when we fear government, that's tyranny. Uh, that's right. When government fears us, that is liberty. And he got a very big standing ovation uh, when, he made, when he made that statement. And that's very, very true, because right now, 
uh, you or I or uh, for doing this show tomorrow, we could all be jailed as enemy combatants, um, you know, indefinitely. No lawyer, nothing. And by the time it hits the media, it's, oh, these guys last night were conspiring a show. They were going to make the next 9-11. They were going to blow up uh, Washington, D.C. and blah, blah, blah. And most (laughs) of these people in the country are stupid. They believe it, and they're like, boy, sure, I'm glad we got that Ralph and Cool Mike locked away. That Kenny is a nutcase, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) They already do that. But, I mean, that's the whole thing is that we we have uh, the minute uh, somebody from government – uh, like that ugly bitch Napolitano, the TSA lady, makes a statement, we arrested person A off the airplane because of this. Uh, they're now being held in an enemy combatant indefinitely. Um, yeah. So that person was probably just some regular citizen. They decided to just frame. And so the bottom line is then what happens is that uh, we the people don't stand up and say, wait a minute, this person has a process as an American citizen. Uh, not constitutional rights, but the, the founding fathers said they are endowed by our creator with inalienable rights. And with that being said, pause for a minute, everybody. You know, when a king walks in the room or a president or whatever, everybody stands and the trumpets play. We don't have a band. But ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you the host of Conservative Prime Time, the most popular front page this week. Jermaine Thompson. What's up, Jermaine? What's up, Mike? I, I just wanted to say that that Ken Pettigrew was an anti-Semite because Christopher yeah. Columbus <laughs> was half Jewish. You know what? Hey, you know what? But but since I celebrate Kwanzaa from the waist down, <laughs> does that give me a pass? <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Doc Jones gonna love you, Kenny. You're gonna. Uh, Doc Jones gets called all kinds of things. Uh, there used to be a hey, guy. Ken. Uh, hey Ken, j- just just hit him with. Uh, hey, how about those Blue Devils, man? Oh man, well. <laughs> that's it. What's the Blue Devils? <laughs> the Duke Ooh. Blue Devils. We're getting dirty on here, and we ain't even. We're not even a half hour into the show. Doc Jones is going to say, "What's going on?" Well, you know, uh, when when we have problems in the world, uh, you know, we look we look to some people, we look to leaders, uh, we look for certain people to kind of uh, solve the problems. Uh, a couple of days ago on Conservative Prime Times, we had a show. If you were president, and I threw out questions to everybody, it was kind of a good show. So yeah. I'm going to kind of do that now, and we're going to kind of uh, – they're kind of rapid-fire questions, and then we're going to go into a little piece, and we'll come back. And politics in its finest hour. Uh, Kenny, I, already, I know I already asked you this, but uh, I don't know if you've changed your mind or not. You can't clone yourself. Who would you select as oh. vice president if you were president <laughs> right this second? <laughs> right this second. See the thing is, it's got to have, it's got to be somebody with a little bit of backbone in case somehow I get executed, which someone's going to come after me if it's not. <laughs> if, if, no uh, doubt about that. <laughs> Kenny will be the first underground president by TV. <laughs> no. them, them liberals will be, uh, them liberals will be wanting to lynch him everywhere he goes. <laughs> you know what? But see, see, but the sad thing is, the far right's going to want the same thing because I don't want to hear their shit pushed on me either. Yeah, well, live from true. the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the thing is, the, 
this president will pack heat because I do believe in my Second Amendment right, and I and 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 I do my forefathers proud by uh, you know obeying my Second Amendment right. How about that? Hey, I, I can pick uh, I can pick his vice president for him. You picked Pelosi for the show, didn't you, Jermaine? <laughs> no. But uh, ah, for sure I, I think that Ken and uh, Jesse Ventura would make a good team. <laughs> yeah, but other than Jesse's a truther idiot too. Sometimes at times, I mean, the guy's a smart guy. Well, listen, I mean, listen, but I'm just an equal opportunity hater. I would probably have. See, because I don't want any politicians. I boom. You know, who, well, who I would have? I'd like to have maybe the guy's a lot different than me, but he understands the Constitution very well. Maybe Douglas V. Gibbs. He's got some knowledge on him. Or Loki, so yes. So then, or Lo- yeah, so when Ken wants to go crazy and grab everybody and throw their ass out, they'll put the brakes on it a little bit. You know, it would be like the student <laughs> driver car when the teacher's got that extra brake pedal. That would be ha- will have to be my vice president. Oh, slow down there, Trigger. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think your problem, Ken, would be finding somebody that would be willing to be your vice president. (laughs) (laughs) They'd ask ask Ken. They'd be like, uh, Ken, did you ask this person? Yeah. Uh, They didn't return my call. How about this person? Uh, They were found hung in their bedroom. (laughs) He'd be like, no. He'd do everything to avoid being a VP under Kenny. (laughs) Kenny'd be like, so I told that vice president of mine, that dumbass. Tonight. So, uh, you know, that's that's the way I look at that kind of thing. 
The well, only thing you know, is he has wrote, written a kick-ass rock song in a long time. Well, you know, guys, see, I don't mean to criticize my friends here, but we're looking to the wrong direction for a leader. <laughs> we have – there is somebody in Congress who has all the answers, and we're just not listening to this guy. John McCain. So get, I, know, I knew you were going to say that. John no, McCain. not John McCain. <laughs> Give a listen, everybody, and when we come back, I think the rest of the show will pretty much be uh, uh, be a cakewalk from here. Mr. Speaker, I believe that the answer to long-term unemployment is actually in the Constitution of the United States. Well, let me say that a little differently. It's not in the Constitution of the United States. It should be in the Constitution of the United States, and one of these days we're going to get there. We need to add to the Constitution the right to a family to have a decent home. What would that do for home construction in this nation? What would that do for millions of unemployed people? He says we need to add to the Constitution the right to medical care. How many doctors would such a right create? He says we need to add to the Constitution of the United States the right to a decent education for every American. How many schools would such a right build from Maine to California? How many people would be put to work building roofs and designing classrooms and providing every student with an iPod and a laptop? How many ghettos and barrios will actually be touched by such an amendment? In fact, very little that we pass in the Congress of the United States even touches the long-term unemployed. Only thing that touches them that this Congress has access to that can actually change their station in life is the Constitution of the United States. Mr. Speaker, there's an even greater America that's in front of us. It's the America that adds to our founding document these basic... Mm. All right. Um, I, I cut it off because uh, the right to a laptop and the right to an iPod. <laughs> Can you, Ralph? <laughs> what are you thinking? Um, wow. Uh, it sounded like a liberal to me, but you know, I, 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 uh, I, I do not do not agree with uh, with someone having a right um, that you know that the Congress adds to the Constitution. I think we got enough rights as it is, uh, and we can't defend those that, that we have now. And um, so, you know, I, jeez. Some people can say whatever they want, and people listening think he's the greatest guy in the world, but uh, I'd have to disagree with most of what the guy said. Uh, not just that. The guy the guy is a congressman, and that was before Congress. That's Jesse Jackson, Jackson Jr. Jr. I mean, yeah. imagine that. A yeah. congressman got up and said this. You would, yeah. And, and to, uh, Ralph, when you were in England, did you go to Tafelga Square? Tafelga Square? Yes. Tafelga Square? Tafalga Square. The Fogler uh, Square, actually. Yeah. It's where anybody can go, and they got like a soapbox, and you get up, and just everyone just listens to anyone who will talk about whatever. Right. And that's exactly what it sounded like. Just somebody <clears throat> to get up that we have rights to uh, that, uh, uh, okay, that uh, it should be in the Constitution. We should have a right to a home. Uh, I agree. I want a home right by route where Ralph is in Fort Lauderdale, right on the ocean. I want about three stories. I want them big balconies that wraps around all three levels of the house, um, <laughs> all those kind of stuff. Make my uh, I I want one of them big. Uh, I think Apple has a, a ten thousand dollar laptop now. It's like 
super, super high tech. I want that. I don't need the iPod. But I mean, just this, this comes out of a, this comes out of the mouth of a congressperson. Jermaine. Well, you know, the way he was talking, it shows he really doesn't understand the Constitution, because the Constitution does not give us rights. Our, our rights come from our Creator. They're inalienable rights. And last time I checked, God didn't give us laptops and houses and <laughs> I mean, or gas right. in our cars or anything right. else like that. I mean, exactly. Kenny, uh, we lost Kenny. I don't know how much of that you heard, Kenny. I don't know if you uh, fell over from the recording itself because we lost you for a minute. But welcome I, back. But you know what? I went into a freaking epileptic seizure <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> Uh, Listen, I mean, it it almost wants me to, I mean, it almost makes me want to go out and kick my own ass to realize how stupid some of these people are. I mean, and plus I'm some some knucklehead who barely graduated high school, plus I get it. That's the scary uh, part. When I played that piece on conservative primetime, it was a while ago, but then uh, Jermaine Jermaine was talking about something. I quickly Googled uh, the election. Jesse Jackson won re-election that year. Um, and this is after he made that speech. Uh, he had yeah. like 73% of the vote in his own district. 73%. Like it was and it's 90% black, high. right? Um, you know, it was at one time. I mean, I'm not, I'm not wow. sure. That sounds like a, lot, a lot of Semitic comic. A lot of Chicago. <laughs> a lot of, well, it, a lot of black Chicago, as we know it as ghetto, is gone. A lot of that, a lot of that has uh, has moved out. A lot of the Hispanics and Asians have really. There's a huge, huge population of Asian and. Uh, but, but Mike, and that doesn't Mexican. matter. All that matters is where the Jews are. Where are the Jews? Yeah, well, they're the in Chicago. The rice went up. They <laughs> they own all the homes. <laughs> they rent it to the Mexicans and the. Oh wait a minute! Oh jeez. Uh, I have a feeling that's about to be played on a, another radio show real soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, you better watch yourself there, buddy. No, who cares? Yeah. You know, you know. Hey, let him let him come and get us. And also, uh, Ralph and uh, Kenny, I don't know what your plans are. I mean, if you have time, we're still doing tonight's show for conservative prime time. So feel free. To win. Win. Here is here is the hottest lady in America. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't even have said the name. I should have just played it. <laughs> okay, guys. You know, when I was preparing this this show, I kept just laughing and laughing, thinking, Who, who's going to say what I want? And I just couldn't stop laughing. Let's give a listen to the Queen of the Kenyan uh, Matamba, or Mat- uh, whatever it is. Come on, play. Are we trying to reinvent the wheel? All economists will say you don't make immediate cuts in this fiscal year. You project them out, just like budget and households. They move out. They do what they're going to do for the month of June and then for the month of July and then for the month of August. But no, I am particularly sensitive to the fact that only this president, only this only this one has received the kind of attacks and disagreements and inability to work. Only this one. Read between the lines. What is different about this president that should put him in a position that he should not receive 
the same kind of respectful treatment of when it is necessary to raise the debt limit in order to pay our bills, something required by both statute and the 14th Amendment, why isn't it addressed in the manner? It's all right to disagree or agree on the balanced budget amendment. It's all right to talk about how we're going to appropriate. In fact, in this House, the Republicans are getting their way, gutting and cutting everything that we can find. It's all right to have that disagreement. They are? That is the give and take of democracy. When you win, you're the majority. And if we can't find a way to uh, agree together, then the majority wins. I understand that. But I do not understand what I think is the maligning and maliciousness of this president. Why is he different? And in my community, that is the question that we raise. In the minority community, that is the question that is being raised. Why is this president being treated so disrespectfully? Why has the debt limit been raised 60 times? Why does the leader of the Senate continually talk about his job? is to bring the president down to make sure he's unelected. It's 2011. It's not 2012. You need to play those politics in 2012, not now. Um, Jermaine, what was she talking about? Why this president? What, what, is there anything different about this president? He's black. What? Who said? <laughs> Are you sure? Pretty Wait a minute. I think that's, you know... I think that's what she's Penny, talking Penny about. Doesn't, she doesn't, Pettigrew wouldn't know. Pettigrew wears glasses. He wears glasses like in the winter and shit. He doesn't know. So, Dude, listen. This guy, listen. This, listen. Every brother in every community, if Barack wasn't black, they would call him an Uncle Tom. Stop it. What the hell is everybody talking about? Literally, this guy's the sitting president in America our first lady looks like Patrick Ewing, and this guy has spent more money than George Ooh. Bush and George to George Washington, and, and we got to keep sitting here stroking ourselves, talking about that we have to be nice because of the color of his skin. I don't like him because he is a socialist pig. No more, no less. He has spent more money than George Washington to George Bush. That's it. That needs no more, and let's get out everybody's violin. Oh, it wasn't his war. Well, neither was is George Bush's fault in Syria. How about Iran, when this guy's already spending money there, sending my money, my money, to the Syrians? Listen, and it's so funny how this, uh, dare I say, called woman, I don't think Sasquatch would, would breed with her, but... Jesus. Speaking of breeding, listen. What's that old French saying? What's that old French saying? Is it like prima nocta or something? Let's breed. Listen. Let's let's fornicate for freedom. Let's breed the liberals out of them. Oh, That's a That should be All our right. new movement. <laughs> but anyway, right. it's so funny how she talks about <laughs> talks about the Fourteenth Amendment. Okay, let's talk about the first and second one. Uh, before we get to the 14th, let's talk about taxation without representation. Let's talk about some of that, you stupid freaking cow. Let's get to that before we talk about spending more money when we're spending a dollar twenty-six for every dollar that we make, and we just want to keep writing checks. We're idiots. Yep. We're one Ralph? step away from Greece. 
And the only reason why we're not overtaken is because we have a big military and we have big bombs. And if it wasn't for that, are you freaking leftist, leftist effing cowards? We then we would have been overrun by now. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you there, Ralph. Oh, I definitely agree with that statement. Um, that's that's the only thing that keeps us uh, from from being attacked now. And you know, people uh, on the left they they think that you know creating you know <clears throat> going to some other country and defending this one is is not the way to go about it. When uh, you know they they have no idea what it's like to live somewhere where there is no police department to come and save your butt when somebody breaks in your house and wants to take what's yours. Um, that <clears throat> I see it in my kid's school all the time. He comes home shaking his head that you know he's he speaks his mind and and these liberals go well you know why why do you think the constitution is so important and what rights are are those soldiers over there dying for that that you know how are they dying for me and you you just shake your head at kids that you know don't understand what soldiers do uh, in defending the freedom of this country, they they have no clue because they've grown up as spoon fed and you know in the leftist mentality, and they have no clue as to what it takes um, to defend a country like ours from the tyrants that are out there. And if if there weren't those guys around, uh, we wouldn't have what we have today as far as a Republican in the United States of America because we would be overrun by by other countries not being able to defend ourselves. And if it was up to the liberals, they, we wouldn't have a military budget. We wouldn't have a military or a Department of, of Defense. Uh, we'd just be, you know, sending money out there to the environmentalists to protect the uh, sewer rat from uh, from New York City. So, you know, that's that's what you have to deal with. That's the mentality that you have to fight every day. And they they just have no clue what, what they're talking about. And just like we said with Pelosi at the beginning, they're unbelievably uh, – you, you just can't describe as, as to how stupid they are. And they don't understand – what what we have a constitution for they don't understand the constitution they don't understand defending your freedom they don't understand it because they it, it's just not part of their psyche and you know unless we stand up to them and continue to um you know th- this country will uh you know become chinese and you know we'll we'll be uh you know all eating rice one day <laughs> Jermaine? Not much really I can say after after that. I think Kenny and uh, Ralph are, are spot on. So. Already, uh, 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 Jermaine, um, I forgot what our topic is today. I know I did it too. It's the enemy within. I'm not yeah. sure exactly what it's about. But <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I got. Uh, I, I, I'm preparing for it. Tonight's okay. show is the enemy within, talking about exactly what we're talking about. So it's almost a continuation. The Pelosi's and the politicians that keep getting reelected. That are, that are the enemies within. All right, as we wind down, Kenny P, closing statement, and thank you so much for joining us. You know, you always have a ticket here, uh, just like Ralph, and you always have a t- uh, You always are welcome to call in conservative primetime. Just easy, just easy on the f bombs. I know Jermaine uh, cringes. <laughs> yeah, I know that the word freedom bothers people. Okay, it doesn't bother me. 
Let me tell oh, you, don't bother me. Wrong I'm sorry. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong F word. Okay. <laughs> Fornication. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, wow, you guys, man, it's, it's been a pleasure. And uh, listen, I'm on live tonight at, in about an hour. If some of you guys are going to make it over, KenPettigrew.com. Tell a friend, tell a leva that your political proctologist is in the house. I'm going to blow it up. I've got a couple hours. got a ex-hockey player. be talking a little. My, uh, my second favorite subject, uh, executions. It, one happened this week, so it's a great day in America. Um, and we're going to have some fun. Kick the crap out Alrighty. of a bunch of people. So anyway, and I thank got, you again, guys. Well, Appreciate it. Uh, all righty, Kenny. And I'll be, at, I'll be at your show for as long as I can. Ralph Lanier, the director of Fandemonium. Boy, Ralph, uh, you guys came down, uh, pretty hard on Sean Payton uh, yesterday, but we'll ch- we'll do sports another time. Closing statement. Hey, uh, just been a pleasure to be on with you guys and be able to, to uh, you know, basically uh, attack liberals on on a show where it, you know it, it's it's fun to do and everybody agrees with you. Um, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, we're on a show where you, where you have liberals listening and they call in and view their view, viewpoint and, and have a crazy chat room that, uh, you know, you can't get a word in edgewise because some guy's spouting his view about, um, you know, a la the space spaghetti monkey and, you know, you just don't know what else to say to the guy to call him a, a crazy nutcase. But, um, hey, you know, go Ted for uh, for vice president. You know, I I can't say much about the shit that Rick Santorum said today um, about how we'd be better off with Obama instead of Mitt Romney now because you know he's basically out of it and can't basically bring it to himself to say yeah I, I need to get behind the the Republican candidate. But um, we'll we'll talk more about that later on, I'm sure. And uh, you know. Keep listening to Pelosi out there if you want this country to go down and, uh, you know, vote Democrat. But uh, <laughs> as far as that goes, uh, no Obama, 2012. Let's get him out of there. I'm okay. out. Okay. Jermaine Thompson. I think that uh, Ken violated Section 1022 of the National <laughs> Defense Authorization Act, and they're on their way to pick him up. <laughs> well, just remember this: if they, if they, if they, Kenny, if they get you in a South Florida jail, Ralph will be there to help you. If they get you in a North Carolina jail, you got Jermaine. Hey, if they put you in the Detroit federal pen, trust me, I got plenty of people. We'll we'll bust you out of that joint. <laughs> With it. I got some of the. I'm our club is right right. Uh, our club is in Pontiac, Michigan, which is worse than Detroit. But trust me. I told a guy one time I needed two car tires. Like, within 15 minutes, they had them standing in our club parking lot with oh. the hubcaps and wheel rims. I on them. We were like, here you go. You need a couple of tires? I'm like, damn, this is my kind of town. I mean, everybody talks about our border, that we got to protect them all. There's one part of the border that we don't have to worry about. That's Detroit and Canada. Because none of the closers are coming this way. No All righty, on behalf of the C. Robert Jones Report, join us tonight for Conservative Prime Time, where we talk the enemy within. Oh, Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, no mercy. Good, good night, everyone. We'll see you in an hour and a half.